Greetings, friends. Future Andrew here, dropping into these past episodes to tell you thanks. Thanks for checking out RTAF. If you're valuing the show as a wellspring of inspiration and artistic fuel and would like to help keep the show going, you can find out more about how to do that at patreon.com slash podcast. Every little bit adds up and keeps me inspired to bring you quality content on a consistent basis. Thanks for listening, and stay creative. Welcome to another episode of Artsy AF. Thanks for being here. In this episode of Artsy AF, we talk to our friend, Mr. Melty, a.k.a. Kevin V. Hill. Uh, Kevin's just one of those rare souls who is not only talented but is as kind as he is talented. And he always just has one of those mischievous grins on his face. When I think of Kevin, I think of fun. He's a holy party man. A holy partier. Professional painter, professional partier. Mm-hmm. And so in this episode, we uh, we had a few party libations over at Kevin's house. Little whiskey. Little beer. <laughs> Perhaps some c- 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 cannabis. <laughs> But yeah, we just got cozy on his couch and had a great time together. Um, um, you know, like a good conversation. Like, you know, like cozy, like we we're snuggling. And... <laughs> no, so just a note about this episode. We talk about um, Melty Cabin, which is uh, currently in a transition period. Just so you know, it it's not in, it's, uh, in the location that well, we talk about in the episode, but it is... Uh, gestating in the chrysalis preparing to rise like a phoenix very soon so you know i think kevin's always working on something on right the, on the next big thing so if you follow kevin on instagram uh he's mr dot melty uh just keep an eye out for what's in store for kev so let's get started yeah let's dive right in Ooh. to another episode of rtaf Well, I mean, you've already got Mr. Melty, so. Yeah. yeah. Shit, heavy hitters. This is huge. <laughs> it is, dude. Hey, like, who else do we know that owns their own art gallery and is an artist and has their own clothing line? Um, I'm you sure there's a few us, of us. Because we don't, we don't know. You, you kind of hit me. I am. You're hitting the art game from about every angle you can. It's pretty impressive, man. Well, I mean, that's just the way art is. I mean, you got to diversify in order to get that you know yeah crowd sustainable living yeah <laughs> yeah like yeah, absolutely i mean like in the times in between live painting and whatnot i'm doing illustration yeah yeah you know yeah, are you still doing that um that gig when we came out to your place in la like a couple years ago you were doing like a like maybe a real estate yeah illustration I'm still doing gig? Those. Yeah, yeah it's for a client out in dc nice. nice and um yeah still keeping me busy it's my bread and butter Sweet. Yeah. yeah. Real estate illustration. Who would have thought? Yeah. Just like who would have thought I would be making and designing clothes? Had no idea. Do you do you throw your real estate shit into your same world as all the rest of your art? With no. Like the melty flows? I mean, yeah. I mean, as far as like my process, a little bit goes with like digital illustration and concert posters. I use a, a few of the same, same techniques, mm-hmm. but I don't put it out there at the same channels like as Mr. Melty or anything like that. Yeah. 
have a separate Wait, area for that. So then they, illustrations. they put the house on the market with a painting of the house in there that you did and it comes with a house. Um, so what they would do is they use it for promotional material or a closing gift. Cool. So that way they can, you know, either give like a, give like a really sweet, unique present at the end mm-hmm. of their, you know, agreement or whatever. I don't know how it works. They sign over a house to you and then they just get a cool little painting and that's it. That's awesome, man. Right on. That's it. Nothing cooler than that. Do you sign them Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, I don't even sign Kev. them at all. <laughs> I don't sign them. They're just, they're, it's up, uh, up in the air with like, uh, with what I should sign it as. Yeah. Maybe Mr. Kevin. <laughs> Mr. Kevin. <laughs> Kev, I've been curious about, so, you know, like you have your f- free flow, like out of your mind uh, paintings that you do, like mm-hmm. just personal shit. But then you do like a lot of really awesome, intricate illustrations for like concert posters and stuff. Right. Was that like, was that something you grew into later in? Like, did you start out grooving on paintings and then people started digging your shit and you kind of. Yeah, definitely. And then I think I ended up do, starting to do them like digitally just so they transferred well for screen printing. Mm, yeah. So you can get those. Exact you know, so that's where like that little marriage of styles comes from. Right on. You know, is is screen printing. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I ended up getting into business with Sean over at Black Cabin Press. Yeah. So Kevin owns... Uh, Melty Cabin. Yeah. What would you call it? It's like well, part, part owner of it. It's yeah. me, Taylor, and Sean. We're all equal partners in Melty Cabin. It's um, is as much as it is a printing shop or more of less a, a brand, like a lifestyle streetwear brand. Mm-hmm. And that just happens to have an art gallery in it that we show, you know, local artwork in once a month. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's always hard to figure out what the fuck it is, <laughs> but it's a, you know, just like anything new, it's just always evolving into something that is meant to be, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Did you go into it with a specific vision or it's kind of like, as you're doing it, you're kind of understanding like, yeah, you don't want it too much to be I, shot. I guess I like- did. I wanted, I went into it thinking that like, I had a place to show my artwork and to show my friends' artwork and at the same time being able to print our own clothing in the back. Mm-hmm. Right on. Yeah, That's it's cool. Dope. Yeah. I love that spot, man. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, I really love I mean, being able to have you guys there. Yeah. And I mean, as much as, of it, as, much as it is about me mm-hmm. and my artwork, it's like equally as much about everybody that I've come across and yeah. being able to showcase theirs. Yeah, and that, that's what I'm saying. It's like that whole community vibe that you bring mm-hmm. in and you're, you're bringing your friends in. And I, I think that's like a big intention of this podcast is just to, to rally the troops and like, like kind of put out into the world, what kind of, uh, you know, special creative people we all are. We really are, man. We're, yeah. a, we're a special little, little cluster of individuals. <laughs> little cluster. <laughs> I think it's really cool what you're Little doing. Peanut cluster, like <laughs> peanut gallery cluster. Yeah, like uh, I think it's really cool seeing the artists take it upon themselves. Like Phil Lewis has his gallery in Boulder, mm-hmm. which is you, amazing. You're doing it here in Inglewood, Denver, mm-hmm. and like, I, it's cool to see artists taking the lead and like doing sh- instead of like relying on middlemen, so to speak. You're just like, hey, this is how we envision an totally. awesome space and how we want. Um, like art openings to go, you know, like cool ass art shows. Well, nobody cares about your own stuff more than you. Exactly. Yeah. You know? And mm-hmm. so that's why we did take it up upon ourselves to make this thing a reality. Yeah. And you know, we didn't have, 
too much to start it out. It was just more of a less like like a thing that just needed to happen. So we reached around and hit up our friends, see who wanted to help us out getting going and saved up a little money and just made that shit happen. Yeah, didn't you say that the idea came, weren't you golfing with Sean? Yeah. So he owned the screen printing place and he had like a storefront that he wasn't using. Yeah. It's like, oh shit, I'll move in. Well, yeah, I was telling, we were just about to move out of Denver because our lease had just ended and we wanted to make that next step of having a gallery and having a place, a permanent location where I could show my work. Mm -hmm. So we were talking about moving back down to New Mexico because that's where I'm from. Yeah. A lot of family down there and a lot of connections. Excuse me. <laughs> a little beer burps. It was nice. And, um, yeah, I mean, so he had, he interrupted my, my train of thought and told me that like he had the space that was totally available and that he had always wanted to do this. Mm -hmm. So it was pretty serendipitous that this had happened and that golf game ended up being a pretty good one. That's awesome. Started a whole new chapter. Is that crazy how you kind of just start doing the art thing and then it keeps opening up to you? Like, yeah. Like these weird opportunities and these mm -hmm. synchronistic moments open up. Well, it's just so versatile. I mean, the world of art is just so versatile because you can, you know, hit it off of somebody that has nothing to do with like what you're doing, but they need art done. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Like yeah. fucking monster truck rallies. Those guys have sick shirts. <laughs> Somebody's making those. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Everybody needs art. I think it just, it adds beauty to any endeavor you're trying to to accomplish totally and that's i mean that's why like we're we're always trying to stomp out the whole preconceived notion of a starving artist yeah thriving yeah. artist exactly yeah. get it's that kind of a word out of there silly idea at this point mm -hmm. it really is. Like there's, it is there's no yeah. reason why we shouldn't be you know honoring and accepting our artists as a whole world you know mm -hmm. because i mean they really do keep things beautiful and make things genuinely awesome yeah yeah it's value it's, that like will go on into the future well after we're gone for know? sure if you think about like <laughs> yeah. like beautiful places in the world um it, whether they're like temples in in southeast asia or you know european cathedrals like people come from all over the world mm -hmm. to visit those places and it actually brings like f tangible wealth as well as like you know, absolutely just awesome beauty to the place yeah i mean every single place like that that you mentioned i mean they're beautiful because of art yeah yeah no, you know and the belief behind it mm -hmm. kev you've been doing this thing for a fucking minute i mean have you created art? This, yeah. that thing of art yeah, yeah. this art. thing like uh, yeah, i've been doing it for a long time were you doing it when you were a kid did you go to school um so i i had been um doing art in like you know on my desk in high school and stuff like that but nothing serious until i actually got kicked out of high school oh, for shit. having some mushrooms <laughs> so i some uh booms, some, bro. It was, it was some booms dude <laughs> yeah and so i had uh i actually had all my credits done and it was like the semester before i was to be like, gonna graduate and I ended up getting the boot, went to another school, had all my credits done. So instead of just going home early, my my dad made me stay at school all day and just take a bunch of other classes. And all those other classes were art classes. Nice. Right on. So they just gave me my own room and I kind of just went full send into it and started doing art every day of my life. Nice. And so, I mean, getting kicked out was the best thing that ever ha you know, yeah, happened to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because after that, I decided I wanted to go to art school. So Okay. 
Instead cool. of like not knowing what I wanted to do, yeah. it was still up in the air with my whole life. Right. So did your your parents did they recognize it in you that you were Totally. My my you know, dad's a painter. It. He's a fabulous watercolorist and mm-hmm. you know, oil painter and acrylics and whatnot. How cool to see his son and my continue grandpa the too. Path. Totally. Oh, wow. So they were really really Sweet. supportive of the whole you know, me becoming an artist and spending all my time and money on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so I went went out to art school in um, Sarasota, Florida, at the Ringling School of Art and Design. Right on. Nice. Where I graduated with a BFA in illustration. Mm-hmm. Nice. So that's where all my illustration processes and techniques come from. Is just from from school. Yeah, because seeing your illustration techniques, I'm like, all right, this dude's on an, on another level. Right. So it makes a lot of sense that you were trained in doing yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I mean, took like figure drawing class and painting classes mm-hmm. every every day for four years. Right on. You know, wow. where they just stripped your foundation and knowledge of art, mm-hmm. and I mean, which really sucked at times because I just wanted to draw some goofy shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. But at the end, you always listen to what Picasso said about learning the rules before you break the rules. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that had a hell of a difference in my life. Yeah, you know, and in my art. Yeah, and you have that. It's so ingrained in you. That, that you can kind of just throw yourself in any crazy state and flow out of it, but you have like this really nicely balanced, good structure in a way that you create that you can just f- fucking totally. go insane off yeah. of. And, and sometimes that's hard to shake too. You know what I mean? You, yeah. you still need to shake that mm-hmm. in order to achieve something different. Yeah. You know, because I mean, if you just paint the same as everybody else did in figure painting class or, you know, whatever technical... Yeah, you know parameters. You still, no it's just gonna be the same. You it know, so you need to, you need to and pop flat. off and mm-hmm. get a little weird sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I'd say you found you know? the flavor. Yeah, I found the flavor early, which is nice. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people always talk about like, how did you find your style? And it's like, well, I I just have no fucking clue. My mm. style just found me. Yeah, you know, it's, I mean, same thing with flow. you guys. I mean, yeah, you yeah. think that your style just like. I think it's just evolved, a natural, or you think it was just there. I think it's just a natural expression of your. I don't know, not to sound too hippie, but like your energy. And yeah, like, your inner being. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you just get better it's not and too better hippie, at, it's real at shit. expressing yeah. it, you know? Yeah. So yeah. You, yeah. And it, it is real for yeah. sure. For sure. Just just like a mutant with the abilities that they're just trying to yeah. hone in on. It's, exactly. <laughs> can't control them. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because like, I mean, I, I'm thinking right now about like how traits like genetic traits manifest themselves later in someone's life like some people have like a genetic predisposition to become schizophrenic mm-hmm. right but um and this is an extreme analogy here so try and stay with me i guess i don't know but uh so with you. some some things <laughs> i know you guys are good but some things uh like like smoking weed or or taking a high dose psychedelic or something will put a person who's genetically predisposed for schizophrenia into like permanent schizophrenia. And so I think about the same thing with like, with art, if you're like, maybe not genetically predisposed, uh, predisposed, but if your personality is kind of that way, mm-hmm. it's like something in life, like in your case, like getting kicked out of high school or, or whatever it is. Like for me, it was like a bad breakup and not knowing what the fuck I was going to do with my life. Uh, it's like these external forces kind of like unlock your mutant abilities. Yeah, Yeah. they really do. And you know, for a lot of people like depression or really shitty times in their lives really push out the most beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. It really, you know? So, I mean, that's one thing that, you know, we can say to people is that like fucking harness it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like if you're in depression, great. 
That's when, <laughs> that's when you're forming the foundation and questioning yourself and the world. It's and like, like that compost. You're really growing in that. Yeah, you're like tilling the soil. Uh-huh. And that yeah. you can, you know, these beautiful flowers can well, grow I mean, out that's of that. Why, that's why there's such a thing as art therapy, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. because it really does help with, you know, everything. It does. Yeah, it does. Yeah, like it even, really does. And even when you're making a career of art, it's still, like it started out for me purely therapeutic in a way when mm-hmm. I discovered it. And it still does fit that role. But yeah. Then you, Every yeah, now and, and then, and then you layers. got a deadline. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then it's like this is not therapeutic. Yeah. That's like an this interesting is opposite. It's stressing me out. It's so weird, yeah. isn't that? Like, yeah. Something you did, and it's just free and just to process yourself, and then it becomes a job. And yeah. You do have a deadline. But I mean, there are still times and moments in my life where I can go ahead and get down on a piece where it is therapeutic. Yeah. Oh for yeah. Sure. I mean, where I do just tap in and like, mm-hmm. you know, soak in the vibes. I think that's really cool how you have, you figure out a way, like, you know, you do illustrations and posters and you do a lot of commission work and then you also just have your personal pieces. So you actually, you can kind of carve out that slice of your art pursuit that is like just purely for experimentation. Totally. And, and, and some of it comes like, I mean, in, in every single realm of the, you know, that you just mentioned still have like pieces that I'll practice on mm-hmm. within that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. be like, Oh, this is going to be one of those ones where I dive deep and just spend way more time on it than I should. Mm-hmm. Or some other ones it's like, Oh, let's just get this one done. Yeah. <laughs> because it's, you know, sometimes it's already done without even trying, but I mean, you can't strike gold every time. Right. True. You know? Yeah. And then sometimes you got to work hard at it and that sometimes you got to w- work way too hard at it. And that's when you know, just to fucking throw it away. <laughs> Burn <laughs> it. Yeah. It's funny figuring out that point when you just realize like, like you see it, it's not quite working, but you're like, all right, maybe if I just keep going, it's going to find that harmony point. And then at a certain point, you're just like, fuck this piece sucks. Yeah. Like sometimes but, some shit just falls out of you. Yeah. And, and you know, there's nothing wrong with it. I think that's yeah. kind of, you know, it's just like, the leftover waste that's just being putted out after mm-hmm. you like fucking put in some new gas. Yeah. You know yeah. I, I mean? get, I get psyched when I do a bad piece. Cause you're like, you figured out what doesn't work and then you're like, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you're like, well, I, I don't tried have to it. do that again. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You had to get out of your system. Yeah. See, see, uh, see how it goes next time. Yeah. <laughs> Better luck next time. <laughs> <laughs> so when you were going to school, um, that was down in Florida, you were saying? Yeah. In, in Sarasota. Um, you were doing figure drawing like every day. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah see, that, I'm doing like that, the... It really helps. I'm doing that in like reverse. Like I just started painting and drawing and all this stuff without any traditional training. Um, and so now I'm kind of like backpedaling and being like, well, like what I want to do kind of requires a little bit more of a... Figurative. Yeah. Anatomy. Figurative, like Or even knowledge. just proportion knowledge of yeah. how like things in nature tend to divide themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, is there anything, any, like, I don't know, figure drawing classes in school versus figure drawing classes, um, just open I, to I, the public. Do you know? I, oh, I would, I would, abs- if I did it, like if I had to do it another way, I would probably just seek out workshops from artists that I liked Yeah, and found local figure drawing classes at colleges that I'd were near me. Nice. You know, yeah. because I mean like there's so much debt that can be acquired through school. Going to school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's just like something that an artist doesn't need. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, seriously. I mean, it's, yeah. it's something that, that nobody needs is, is more debt. But I mean like there is, there are ways to get into these programs for cheap, you know, through school, you know, scholar programs or mm-hmm. like, 
you know, summer school at these art schools are intended to be cheaper too. Yeah. You know, so like you can find ways to go ahead and do figure drawing class without spending a shit ton of money. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any difference there. I think that like, you know, who you're being taught by has loads to deal with how you end up. You know what I mean? Right. For sure. Because you, right. you just go draw by yourself every day, but you're not going to fucking push yourself to be better. Right. As hard as somebody else that's like yeah. looking yeah, at was... your shit and being like, dude, that's fucked up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that hand is fucking <laughs> yeah. ugly. <laughs> you know, because I mean, sure, you're going to be like, oh, th- this is fine. Right. Yeah. Oh, this is good enough. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I mean, like there's there really is like. There really is like a, a teetering point with like how you can approach that, mm-hmm. you know? But I mean, I, I mean, my, my best advice is to find like some artists that really kick ass yeah. and take classes from them. Nice. Yeah. Cool. That's, that's, you know, like a weak, do, weak point that. for me. Like, you know, you learn the basics and then you like incorporated a style on top. Yeah. And, and I'm not and talking like, about like stylistic art, art, like artists that have like a stylized yeah, you know, I know. thing. I'm talking about like but fucking straight up, it. like, yeah. Badass Just traditional ob- objectively artists that like know how to what you see. do traditional and that's like painting and yeah, you know. I'm starting like to get that. that feeling that you know I've developed this like a unique style and something yeah. that works, but I feel um, kind of like inadequate or almost like a fraud in a way that I don't really have my. Uh, figure drawing chops up it seems silly well, to not it's, it's it's you know it's just one of the things it's just a foundation for art but i mean yeah. not everybody needs it as an artist yeah you know it but depends I, on what I, direction you want to go i i still have this feeling that like uh like i'm not really doing figures in my work but it's 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 still important to know how you to still do have that. some elements of figure in, yeah. in your work yeah I'm, you know I suppose. you really do even though it's a lot of shapes and whatnot i mean like yeah. you still have some some hands and some eyes and like sometimes mm-hmm. full on figures. Yeah. But, and those end up being stylized, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Andrew's technical having some technical difficulties. difficulties over here. Is it me because I'm sitting in the blanket all hard? Uh, I don't think so. Mm, this one, who knows? Like one of the arms that like, we'll tends, edit this out later. Tends to get <laughs> just kidding. You're not going to edit it. We'll just leave it in. We'll leave it in. It's super raw. Probably sounds really great. Well, I turned the mic off. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear it. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Well, we'll just take this time to spark up a joint. Cool. You want to pause it? This, this, uh, no, don't pause it. This break me, brought to let you me by sm- let me smoke. legal Colorado cannabis. Right. So, a shout out to saying we're not breaking laws? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to shout out to you. I broke some laws today. Nice. I ran a stop sign, but, but check this out. Check this out. The stop sign was on the left-hand side of the road. Who puts a fucking stop sign on the left-hand side of the road? That one doesn't count. No, it doesn't. I wasn't looking on the left-hand side for a stop sign. (laughs) Yeah. Somebody honked at me and I was sure that I, that they were in the wrong and that they, yeah, exactly. They were mistaken and that I in fact was obeying the law, but I drove back a little later and saw that in fact I ran a stop sign. Did you drive back just to check it out? I did. <laughs> you went back to the scene see, of the crime. See, that's where you, that's where you bring it all back. You know, you break a law, but then you know. Oh, I had to see if I mean, just so next time I don't run that one. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. very accountable. You have to know the wanna, stop signs on the left before you can run it. the stop sign as a crime, well, as an intentional. I mean, crime. I would take that to court. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Take that shit to trial. <laughs> I don't know. Would you? To trial. 
or to court. <laughs> yeah, I'd take it to traffic court for sure. I went to, uh, I got called in for jury duty on Wednesday. Hey, so did uh, John's wife, yeah, Blair. Blair Uh-oh, Blair, was a, did she get called up for a trial? Uh, it was like, it was so heavy that she kind of like let them know. She like couldn't, she couldn't be unbiased about it. It was too much. And she oh, wow. So she did get called in for a trial. Yeah. And, yeah, the, and, then, and then it ended up then... being compromising towards her beliefs. Yeah, something like that. It was like hyper violence, and it was going to be she, like a two week racist? trial. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> just Wait. kidding. We all know that Blair. Let's just say this right now: is definitely not a racist. She's <laughs> the sweetest being. <laughs> she is so sweet. I love her. You got to tell her hi next time you see her. I will. Wait. She, so, did you end up? Did you have to do the trial? No, I missed it by one number. Nice. Whoa. One number, and and, and then like had to hang out. So they had like a little break after the first call for jurors. Right. And um, they said, you have another 45 minutes to go do whatever you want. So I had to repark my car because I had like two hours. And they're like, well, if you get called in for a trial, mm-hmm. you're going to be here all day. Mm-hmm. Right. So I um, went and moved my car and I parked it in a parking garage for six hours. And then as soon as I got back, they said, no more jurors today. Yeehaw. So everybody's <laughs> fucking threw Hell up their yeah. fucking briefcase in the air and got all stoked. And then like I go back to my car and I got a fucking parking ticket Aww. in the garage, in the garage for, um, my, a, a like, uh, my registration was out of date, but I have the registration Dude, done and filed it and the stickers in my glove compartment. That is the biggest bullshit thing. <laughs> I can't believe that I hate parking that. authority can, can give you a registration Yeah, it's like violation? if your car is in the right spot, but they can get you but on you your registration But you know what? You're at the courthouse too. and guaranteed you have some bona fide like, police officers that are just like in trouble for something that yeah. they just like made them do the parking lot yeah. duty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. So this guy's all disgruntled anyway, he's so he's pissed. Yeah. That's another so thing about like... I was thinking about that pretty hard. <laughs> Well, Are you going to take that to trial? No, I'm not. I'm going to pay it and fucking be happy that I didn't get yeah. stuck in there for three days. Yeah. If, if you budget your time fighting you know, that, fighting you that pick isn't your worth battles the, and you the price. Yeah, true that, true that. It's like you could uh, you could save that time and fucking make a painting and exactly. pay, pay for it. Oh, over. exactly. It's like I'll, I'll just save that you know, yeah, pick for and later. choose your battles. I'll go to court some other time. <laughs> it's just something that I don't want to do. I mean, I think yeah. my day, yeah, 75 bucks important. is like, I could make 75 bucks in a day. Yeah. Easy peasy. Cool. Lemon squeezy. Yeah. Sometimes a lot, you know. Doing a lot more. It's yeah. a lot more work than it's worth, dude. Yeah, yeah. But the principle is there. Fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you think I want to be parked here downtown? <laughs> No. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's like, you think I want to be giving out tickets? Yeah, exactly. Why isn't your registration sticker on your license plate? It's so weird that a tiny piece of stickable colored paper... Just makes a difference of whether or not you just go in the hole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking uh, get your shit together, bro. <laughs> All right. Thank you. I'm okay. I'm passing joints and nobody wants them. <laughs> That's okay. Well, if I smoke it, I'm not going to talk at all. Let's get John silent. <laughs> Silence him. That's what everybody wants. Um, oh, next question, something, John. Something I Let's think, talk about some stuff. Something I think is super cool about you and your friends is that like, the vast majority of your crew, whenever you're painting at festivals or hanging out, like you grew up with them, right? Like you went to high school with a lot of your friends that you're still hanging out with today. I mean, you know what? Not a lot. Not a lot of them. Okay. 
But those there's still people that I've met along the way that have been like around me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, you guys. They're still old friends. Yeah. It's but like, it's been like a long time since I've been in high school, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's cool. It's like, like 15 years. I think what's amassed around you is like, um, I mean, everybody talks about you and your group of friends in such high regard. Like you guys all uh, party harder than anybody I know, but you're also like the most loving group of friends too. And uh, I, I don't know. It's a cool. It, it really is, a, man. And I couldn't, cool I couldn't be more blessed to have the group of friends that I do mm-hmm. and to be able to, you know, just spend a lot of time with them mm-hmm. is even better. You know, yeah. like we're about to go out to Mustachio Bashio. It's the 13th year that we've thrown this party. Right on. And we've That's sold so it out epic. almost every year. So how, so how, do you, how do you create Mustachio Bashio? Like how did that it, even It started originally? out as a um, UNM Frisbee party. <laughs> and that was just a house party. Yeah. And uh, like the Frisbee team put it on and it just was the most ruckus party the whole year that we just decided that we needed to do that every year. So we en- ended up renting out a place the next year and you know just that place just got demolished. <laughs> and so we uh, had to rent some other place out. And so it kind of got this reputation for being one of the most rowdy parties of the year that had changed locations every year. No, have you had not just because people didn't want to have us back, just because we ended up wanting to like expand, expand yeah. and make it new every time and put up artwork and make props and right. make it fun. Right. So it, did you guys have music and art from the beginning or did that yeah. come later? Yeah. I mean, not from the very first one. The four, first one was more or less like just a giant a house party. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, from, from the years after that, we started, you know, including live bands and painters and live screen printing and all sorts of stuff. Let's hold that thought and take a quick break. So we're talking about mustachio bashio. Yeah. So it was like it kept growing and moving. It kept growing and places. growing. And you know, we ended up having to, you know, up our bands every year. Like, so yeah. we got, we've had some killer acts at our, at our shows. Yeah. Last year, the Motet played at Meow Wolf and it was awesome. Yep. Yeah. It's really one of my favorite parties of the year and we go to a lot of parties. Yeah, we do. <laughs> but I mean, the fun part about this one is that everybody just dresses up in their most ridiculous costumes that involve a mustache. Mm-hmm. And, um, like last year I was Guy Fieri. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was you fucking hilarious. Taking the flavor town. Taylor was Ollie G. And <laughs> she, if you don't know who Taylor is, she's my little like 95 pound fiance. She's hilarious. And she just crushed her Ollie G outfit. And the year before, she was Einstein. But she uh, she takes a home an award every year. Wait, yeah. So you guys do. So there's like, awards mm-hmm. for like the Dirty Sanchez or like the Bearded Lady. <laughs> or business casual, you know, so there, there's a, you know, so you have different kinds of mustaches, obviously, in the world. And mm. we got to celebrate obviously, them. Yeah. We celebrate them. Obviously. Each and every one. Each is a unique snowflake. Celebrate your stash. <laughs> How yeah. long have you guys been at Meow Wolf now? Um, this will be our third year at Meow Wolf. Right on. Well, pretty much since they've opened. Yeah. Yeah, that's epic. Yeah. Yeah, and and, if you, if, and they love us. <laughs> I'm sure, man. Obviously. It's it's so uh, conducive to the energy. It sounds like of what Meow Wolf is. It is it hilarious. Totally is. I mean, I was at a I was You're at um it. one of the uh, they had like a pop up Meow Wolf party here in Denver of last year, at some point, and I overheard this conversation from somebody that had been to Mustachio Bashio, mm-hmm. and they were just saying that it's my favorite event of the year. That it was like 
the most hedonistic party that they had <laughs> like been to, and um, it was ended up being one of the sound guys that was Ooh. that works at Meow Wolf, and so you know, he's seen legit. a lot of good yeah, shows yeah. there. But um, yeah, just to hear that from an onlooker, yeah, you know, or just in <laughs> passerby conversation was pretty pretty awesome to hear. And it's like. It's not just hedonistic in like whatever con- consumption people are doing, but it's like people are actually celebrating their love for life and having a good yeah. time and just like letting it rip. Yeah. Like getting yeah. your senses blasted and well, how beautiful and just having that is. fun and people are yeah. just like in constant amusement with like everybody's costumes and characters mm-hmm. and personas that they end up hell yeah you know taking yeah. on live, for the evening live painting going down and if you don't know if people don't know what meow wolf is it's this gigantic art project it's this house you go in or it's this huge building i'm just you watching you try to describe yeah, this place yeah, it's yeah. so it's fucking always hard funny to, <laughs> to see people try and describe <laughs> what gotta it look is. it up meow wolf it's this gigantic warehouse art installation where you you walk through like a yeah, it, it's it, like a fun it's house a lot to describe. It's like a fun house, except all the sideshows are, are artistic, and it has this psychedelic. And everything's bent. interactive, and it's totally interactive. And there's this, and there's a bar, and there's weird a venue. Narrative behind the whole thing too, which is, I personally, I love. I'm a sucker for narratives. Yeah, it's got a story. If you, if you really want to dive deep, you could spend days there and still not figure it out. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. If anyone has they, read They call the that narrative the house of eternal return. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just heard Ron White on a podcast the other day saying he just went there and ate mushrooms and was walking around. So like... Fucking it's, it's Ron the kind of spot White. you might run into Ron White, Ron White on mushrooms. Fucking <laughs> easy. You might run into George Martin there on mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he bankrolled that place. Oh really? Yeah, he that that's how it started. Oh, he okay. I guess he had like a ton of money, obviously, mm-hmm. and he's got a huge role in Santa Fe and the arts in Santa Fe. Mm-hmm. So he wanted to see the youngsters do something cool, and yeah. I think that's the most badass thing that you can do as a human. Yeah. If you have yeah. a shit ton of money, support the arts. That's fucking yeah. cool. See what can happen if you go ahead and trust some people with some money to make something amazing for other people. Right. You know, because that's just the way it goes. And anything really awesome takes a little bit of money. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, it does. And they're, they're building a Meow Wolf in Denver, right? Mm-hmm. That's I feel like Meow Wolf is just going to spread like a nasty germ, dude. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's going to be gonna, great. Yeah. I think they're, I think they're talking about doing one in Austin and in Vegas. Yeah. Also in probably Cali too, right? I I haven't heard too much about a Cali one, but fuck it, why not? Yeah, they're gonna do them everywhere. Throw one in Joshua Tree. <laughs> you know, it's I mean, let's keep these artists employed. Let's you know keep furthering their futures. And one cool thing about Meow Wolf, not one cool thing, they have a million cool things, but mm. is that they offer um, programs that help you learn these creative skills. Mm. Like take like you know as far as like sound classes, you know you can do mm. like. Wow. Synthesizer workshops or like 3D modeling and like 3D printing and like laser cutting and all sorts of cool shit that they use to make that place. They teach people how to do that stuff. I had no idea. Yeah. So they have like little facilities in their space as well as other spaces. They're like creating this mysterious wonderland and then simultaneously teaching you how to create your own mysterious wonderland. Yeah. Yeah. And and it really is. I mean, I don't think there's anything cooler than what Meowth was doing right now. Yeah. It's the epitome of cool. It yeah. blew me away. It's and amazing. It's, it, 
it's it's underground too you know it's not it's not like mainstream fine art world kind of right right kind of there's no snootiness about it it's not at all it's very it's very welcoming inclusive it's yeah it's it's got that inclusive nature that burning man does yeah Mm -hmm. you know that like everybody should be a part of this Mm-hmm. But that's what you I know, see and, spreading. And festivals yeah. in general, I mean, that's always like the attitude that I take back to myself is like, you know, that everybody should be a part of this. And what you're experiencing right now is like why artists take that back into the world and like create events and have fun shit like Meow Wolf. Yeah. That's you what know? I'm psyched about what we're all doing. It's like, hey, if you like this a little bit, like jump on in. We're all doing this together, you know? Yeah. It's not the mysterious high thing that's for certain people. Right. Uh, yeah, making art accessible and fun for everybody. Yeah, it's it, great. It's a lot more fun when you have you know other people to create it with too. For sure, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and you know, I mean, like it's just like I'd rather be painting with you guys than in my basement. Yeah, by myself. Totally. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a time and a place for that too, for sure. But yeah, I jump between. I'm more like I want to create by myself as much, and then after I get sick of myself, then I'll emerge and like maybe do an event here or there. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And that's why, I mean, I love live painting. Yeah. You know, it's, it's so much fun and you know, being able to bring that, you bring your studio out into the, yeah. Into the field, into the field. <laughs> your art into style. The is, uh, yeah. You, like you really put on a show when you live paint your art style. Um, it seems to like materialize really quickly. And you, yeah, uh, it does. Did, did you uh, develop a style like that? To, um, to ha- like, you know, like with performance Specifically in mind? for live painting? No. Um, I mean, that's a good question. I've been doing it for so long that I feel like maybe it's just kind of materialized as the days went by. Mm-hmm. You know? Like mm-hmm. they're both I mean, kind like, of influencing each other. I think so. I mean, there was a point where it's like, okay, how am I going to get to this next show? Yeah. <laughs> and I think I'm going to paint and I got to sell this painting, but I got to only have like this one with me. Yeah. Or I have a blank canvas with me and I need to sell that in order to get the next show. Granted, like this is a long time ago and I've, you know, we've been finding other ways to get to the next show. Right. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, that's, that doesn't say that like, you know, there aren't other people out there doing that right now. Right. You know, that are, you know, out there to the no- get to the next show. The noble hustle. Exactly. Yeah. And so if you're out there and you see a painter doing that, see if he wants to sell that painting. See if he, need, he needs help in his yeah, life. Because absolutely. that's how we've all gotten to where we are. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know about you guys, but... I, well, I do know now, but I would pretty much started painting live painting. Like, there was really no gap in between, like, the time that I was, like, actually putting paint on canvas to, like, being at, uh, like, an I, I painted at an art show in my hometown. It's, like, one of my first times. And, yeah, I, there's something about that, that that I really do enjoy. As much as we, like make make fun of ourselves and, and like, knock on it and knock on and it. knock on where we came from yeah yeah <laughs> it's still like there's something special about it because you know most people don't think of painting as a live performance or or whatever but you're you're kind of vulnerable out there um you're not on a stage you're not really separated from the crowd by anything uh, even like the sound and, and light guys have a little bit of a barrier you know yeah but we're just out there like fielding every type of question and and talking to people and god i love it i mean as you know like as as, as much as you don't want to be the sometimes. the coat check 
Yeah. <laughs> you were my coat check the other night. Hey, I'll take yeah. your coat, dude. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, but as for some of those other scramblers, mm, they probably they might have to just keep many, that coat on. How many coats have you collected over the years? From people um, just being like, actually left them there, or yeah. like at one point had a pile of like fifty coats. <laughs> uh, uh, fifty coats. Fifty. That's your. That's where you cut people off. You're like, I've got too I've many got coats. 50. It's if it if it's piling up up, up above the easel, <laughs> we're fucking toast. Yeah, we're we're doing no more coats. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. How like you weren't established as a painter, and you just went ahead and like live painted, and you guys both live paint a lot. Um, mm-hmm. have you, like, have you guys always been pretty social creatures? I mean, you guys, yeah, you guys know a lot of people and you talk a lot. And I think that's interesting cause there's different, there's different ways people approach stuff. Like right. I was always a little more shy and internal and I like, I figured out how to be a good painter before I ever had the balls to like do it in front, there of do it in front of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's interesting to see so how you, those two you, things So merge. would you say that like your social skills have been improving since you've started to live paint? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. It helped a lot. Broke I, John out of his shell. It did. So yeah. when, did you, when did you start live painting? Uh, it was at, have you ever heard of pancakes and booze that shows? First, yep. I have. So I did one of those in Philly. I don't know, like three or four years ago. And that, Oh wow. That's super recent. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've been painting for, it was probably like three years. I've been painting for like six. And uh, yeah, I was like, it was, I was terrified, you know? Yeah. It, it was such a terrifying experience because I don't know. I just didn't know what to expect. Didn't, yeah. Weren't really like, I didn't know if people would think it was cool or, you know, like I had no idea what I was doing. And then that, that was fun because like you get out and you're painting, people have like questions for what you're doing and that they're so intrigued by it. So that was fun. Yeah. But, it's interesting. I like, like hearing what people have to say. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because yeah. some like, people's interpretations are completely different than your own, and, and it brings right. meaning to it, too. You, you, know, you know, it's really always nice is that sometimes, like the very rare sometimes, is that somebody will have a good idea right? about what you should do with it. But yes. most, of, most of the time, they're just wondering if you painted all the paintings all at once by yourself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you paint that? <laughs> Every single one of them, all 30 paintings here. Yeah. <laughs> I actually built this building we're standing in right now. Yesterday. Too. I wrote these songs <laughs> that we're listening to. Yeah. No, but I mean, sometimes somebody does have like a really good idea about what you could do with your piece, and it changes the game. You're like, oh, fuck yeah, I should have done that a long time ago. It's like crowdsourced mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, inspiration or crowdsourced yeah. uh, uh, col- collaboration in a way. Or or just a constant critique. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one guy came up to me one time at Cervantes and he was like just pretty high or something or drunk or whatever. But he was like, what are you going for here, man? And his tone was like pretty aggressive. And I was kind of like, at first like, yeah, fuck you, man. Yeah, and if then I was mad, like, that means he's on to something. And then, and then like, I was well, like, oh, let's see what he has to say. And then I was like, okay, I'm getting mad. But all he kept saying was like, what are you going for? I don't really. Oh, so like, what he, are you going for? See, and that's I, not constructive. It wasn't constructive, but he was also right. It kind of thing. is. Like, if, yeah, that you, you're just like, I still don't know. Yeah, but that's yeah. okay to not know. It's yeah, okay to true. not. And know. that's okay to like. There is a time in a live painting wherever you're just like. There's a time where you're still figuring it out, and that's yeah. the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. Right, is that you get to see this thought process unfold in front of you. Right, right. You know, and that he should have just appreciated that. Yeah, and but that's also what I was kind of trying to tell him. But then I, I kind of took it to heart a little bit with like a grain of like fuck what that guy thinks, but also 
what does that guy think? Uh, you and, question and your whole being. Not my whole being, but just like the painting. <laughs> yeah. And I realized like... Doesn't even matter. All my stuff was so busy. And I was like, oh, it's like, there's like too much going on. And it's like, it's a lot easier. It would be a lot easier if I just had like a few things going on in like certain places. And, and I kind of, I don't know if that's what he meant to do. But it kind of sparked this, like... But that's how you took oh, it. Oh, I should, like, yeah. I should, like, trim it down a little bit because this is, like, a, this is like a tome and we need, like, a novel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know? This is, like, a, the Odyssey and we're looking for, like, a, a maybe a John Grisham novel or something. <laughs> Ooh. Maybe not Talk a John lawyer Grisham. to me. Uh, Michael Crichton. <laughs> <laughs> I find that they're, like, with... You know, like, people will throw unsolicited critiques at you, mm-hmm. but the ones that rattle around in there... Yeah, and like exactly. you, you, you know, you're like, you get kind of like upset or angry or like, there's you. It's because it's something, it's triggering something in you that's been dormant that you know you need to address in a way. Right. Like shit that holds no weight, it'll just fucking roll off your back. You know, like whatever. Absolutely, I'm doing yeah. my thing. Like these, like these stupid little comments about having to paint yeah. every single painting. <laughs> Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> you know, like, well, there's, like there's one comment that really, like, that I took to heart. Like, oh, man, this is like Wakaroos in maybe 2012 or something. Nice. And um, this was at the point where I really was, like, painting to get to the next show and just, like, going, like, you know, Hustle. painting, a, painting a painting, selling it for, like, you know, 100, 200 bucks. Yeah, yeah. And then going to the next show or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember, and I was, like, doing some really cool work and really quickly and really large for how quickly I was doing it. But um, Michael Garfield came up to me and he was telling me like, man, I really love what you're doing here, but I would love to see what would happen if you ended up spending more time on it than just a show. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, fuck, man. Like, you're 100% right. I would love to see that as well. So I started, you know, taking some pieces home and not selling them and just, you know, evaluating their, you know, potential Mm-hmm. and giving them the time of day that they deserved. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I think that was like one of the most I don't know, influential critiques that right. I got live painting. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy when an artist can kind of finesse a critique well enough like that. And Michael, I mean, geez, he's like, if, if that dude first, tells you something, you yeah, should type. Yeah. It's like, he's yeah. the first I love, I love hearing what Michael's got to yeah. say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a dude who just had a baby, or is about to he's have a about baby. To, he's about yeah. to. Like, we're trying to... Uh, his due date is on... We're trying Bashio to... Bashio date. On yeah, Bashio, yeah, he's yeah. A, he was like, I might just come to Bashio. I was like, well, don't miss your <laughs> baby's birth We're trying for to a ring. mustache party. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to wrangle in a podcast with him when we go down there, hopefully. I mean, well, you know, whenever the baby comes, that's great, but... If it's not there when we get there, we're gonna try and. I'm hoping. That would, I hope she that goes into labor good. as that we're doing be, it. Uh, <laughs> did you catch Beneficial. that? No, I didn't. What he did he said. Say? He said she hopes that she or he hopes that she goes into labor while we're doing the podcast. The effect, dude. So we can do oh, a live yeah. uh, audio. Oh, that'd be you know, birth. fantastically shrilling. Put the mic up to the baby coming out. God. <laughs> There's some ASMR for you. I would love to you. hear that. <laughs> Not. No. I'm <laughs> just kidding. But, but seriously. But yeah. Back- <laughs> but I mean, think about all the sentence. No. Um, so back to critiques from artists we respect, right? Man, Michael was 
like the first live painter I ever saw. Oddly really? enough, at Wakarusa in 2010. Oh, right on. Yeah, this is when I had drawings, uh, just like pen and ink shit. And I saw him standing at a show later on, you know, like at a tent or something. And I was like, hey, man, I saw you live painting. That was awesome. You know, I was like, kind of like, cool. Yeah. And he was like, cool, man. Uh, do you make any art or anything? And like, and I was like, I had like this like satchel full of prints. Oh God, I love that. And, <laughs> I and I was like, love yeah, that. Do, do you want to see them? The old print and he satchel. was like, he like looked at him and he was like, mm. just like kind of nodded his head, <laughs> which is like, at, at the time I was like, what's he going to say? He didn't what's really he say, say anything about him. He was just like, these are cool, man. You should keep doing it. You know, and sometimes like, that's all you need. Yeah. yeah. And that's, and I've kind of tried to take mm-hmm. that into my, my own perspective, I guess, about the whole thing is like, when someone um, less experienced is like asking you for your thing, mm-hmm. you just give them like, just keep doing it. Just keep yeah. doing it. Oh, the for thing. sure. I mean, yeah. all you can do is be encouraging of art because there's no point in saying anything else. Right. You and know? we all sucked when it's we like, started, but just see, yeah. but just I'll seeing have, somebody I'll like have the heart to say that, like, you should work on it too. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. But it's like, about you should work tone. on it. It's encouraging. Like, yeah, keep going, exactly. Man. You can, find out where it can go. Yeah. You can definitely say you can work on it with not being an asshole. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm not saying that he was an asshole. No, he, he was definitely not. I <laughs> Absolutely mean, not. I, I walked away from saying that, like beaming, like it's a good example of just, well, and just that, you yeah, know? and like an artist you look up to, just for them to pay you a little bit of attention, day, yeah. and just to just to encourage you on your path, you know, mm-hmm. especially which, when which it's young. Which is so funny that like you know now that like you know we've kind of turned that page as to you know people actually looking up to us, and it's fucking odd. And it is strange, weird. and just so everyone invigorating and <laughs> awesome. It's yeah. weird, yeah. It's weird it to be terrified and like just throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks, and all of a sudden you wake up one day yeah. and like people are coming to you for advice yeah Yeah, and thinking that your shit's cool yeah Mm -hmm. it's kind of crazy and then yeah you realize like uh you know like randall was a randall roberts he was like a mentor to me and then i realized whenever i met him whenever i first met him and i was looking up to him he's like where i was now you know yeah he was Mm -hmm. like like he wasn't anything special. He was just a dude that was starting to he figure it out. Special. Was, I know. Yeah. Don't you ever tell Randall that he's not special? Yeah, Randall's special. very special. <laughs> he's a special Stop you in your tracks, John. <laughs> Hold up right there, partner. Um, yeah. There's um, a picture of Randall in the dictionary under special. <laughs> <laughs> special. oh he's sweet boy i fucking love him and morgan i know so much i mean yeah i mean let's just you know talk about our friends that are artists i fucking love each and every one of them so much and they all Mm -hmm. bring such unique shit and flavor to the table all these different flavors we're talking about here Mm -hmm. man like this is why we did this yeah i think it's really cool that you guys have started this podcast to just dispel the hi yeah To like say hi and introduce yourself and also like dispel the mystery of these people. I mean, like before I knew all you guys, I thought you were all like you all knew something I didn't know or were like these like we're all just people that sit on our cameras. couch eating fucking cinnamon toast crunch and drinking a <laughs> rolling rock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like there's that paints a picture of me, I guess. Well, there's something so (laughs) (laughs) not at all. That's not my daily routine. Only when we're doing podcasts. Yeah. I mean, there's something so special about everybody, but you're all like, 
Oh, are you hot? Yeah, dude, I eat acid every day when I paint. Are you fucking <laughs> joking me, dude? How do I twice a day run yeah. my own gallery and clothing line and do all these commissions yeah. while eating acid? <laughs> no, oh, you must be just really stained special. me for life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think once you open up certain like pathways in your brain or your creativity, that they really never close. Like no, and that's yeah. not a bad thing at all. No, not at all. It's like all. we just decided to take the red pill. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm that way with with uh, with cannabis. I'll say cannabis since we're in Colorado, but I'm that way with weed. Like, I don't really feel like I need to smoke weed anymore because I'm just I just have this completely probably open to a fault mind where it's just like all the ideas all at once you're perma stoned yeah something like that. i'm smoking weed right now you are and it's yeah i'm i'm glad that you're getting on my level but i just I finally <laughs> i feel like these uh neural receptors are just closed constantly yeah. open them up it's funny i go through like phases like um i took like couple month break from weed but then i i bought some edibles yesterday and then it's kind of new you again woke, you woke up high today didn't you i did you did i can I tell did. john i was john i'm still a little foggy it hit me hard open your eyes <laughs> open your eyes you're <sighs> high <sighs> she's tired today <laughs> i mean he you said that earlier oh. yeah he did <laughs> Yeah, oh, you the, both yeah. coming, coming full circle with it. Yeah, calling, I, I did. Uh, How dare I'm a lady. <laughs> I, no, I was calling myself a lady, wasn't I? No, no you I called me know. a lady too. Yo, let's, uh, let's talk about <laughs> your posters, man. Yeah, well, we, I'm working on a poster right now for Mustachio Bashio. Mm-hmm. We, like we talked about earlier, it's a fun-ass party at Meow Wolf. And um, this year we've got Orchard Lounge playing, headlining the show. It's going to be a fantabulous one. And then my buddy Simon or DJ Zenova, who also throws down that ghetto glitch fucking funk, yeah, bass pew, music, funk, yeah. Pew, yeah. Pew, pew. it's good. And um, and then we got my buddy Disco E from, um, he's actually also in this band called the Monophonics from the Bay Area, super funky. They get down, but he's got a side project called Disco E that is just nothing but the golden disco classics. <laughs> And he'll uh, throw it down. But anyways, we're working on a really cool poster for it. Got a little gnome in it. A little gnome with a mustache. It's How cute. long have you been doing posters? Um, I've been doing posters since about 2010. Damn. I know. That was before I was even in the games. I know. Easy. Isn't that crazy? Easy. Yeah. That's crazy. It was for a, um, a band in New Mexico called Lost Lingo. And wow. I went on tour with them. Did live painting. That's where I first started live painting. That's the best, going on tour with someone. Yeah. Shout out to so my much boy, fun. Quali, Aaron Holsapple, who just had a baby. Hey, the hog boy? Yeah. One of the hog bros. <laughs> the hog boy? Hog boy? <laughs> Wait, waiting for it. We're going to do a hog bros podcast, John Laboon and Aaron Holsapple. Uh, so... Saddle up. Get ready. <laughs> we're we're going to do it on the scooter. Hold on to your hogs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right enough dick jokes i know i know but so do the do the posters bring in uh a little bit um a little bit of financial stability for you to thrive as um an you know what they never really have <laughs> <laughs> you know what no you know, i mean all. well just think about how you know musicians 
you know, go about life. You know what I mean? Like, unless, I mean, they really, really, really do their best to, you know, make it, you know, and in the process of doing that, they're spending so much time on gear or so much money on gear, so much time in the studio that cost a shit ton of money. Yeah. And yada, yada, yada. That like the point that they are not financially capable of making themselves look good, you know, when they're so concerned about making themselves sound good. Right. That like, that's always just like, Icing on the cake. Or yeah, it's it's really just kind of a afterthought, you know. I'll and whenever you, somebody like, comes to you with with it, like the notion that it's not an afterthought and they actually want to spend some money on it, then that's stuff that really like takes off because you're able to spend time on it. They're able to look cool. I mean, that's our job at the end of the day is to make yeah. them look cool. Yeah, you know, it's man, ho- it is half the job of selling something at the end of the day. And I've just to spout an opinion that came to my head real quick. Uh, I think that's maybe something we've lost a little bit going full digital nowadays is that when you have an album or something like typically, unless you buy like the limited edition record or whatever, uh, you don't really get that album art. Yeah. Like that, that whole, totally. I mean, that's not a format that really is all out there. I mean, sometimes it'll just be like a cover and a back, Mm -hmm. you know, with just text for the song titles. Totally. But I mean, that's always something that I like to, throw out there with people it's like do you want to do an inside jacket and a cd cover like cd you know image yeah yeah Keeping and that everything else. Like, no we're just gonna have the old burn cds in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and it just doesn't look as cool and you know grand like not everybody's able to pay for that right exactly you know it's just that like it does cost money to make shit look cool mm-hmm. and after it's all said and done yeah you don't really like see you're all that like, money you're just they like, end up spending all the money on the printing exactly you know exactly there's something really cool from the outsider's perspective, though, like seeing these concert posters that you do, like this controlled, well-designed piece of art. Like it makes you look awesome. Yeah. And yeah. it's very respectable and, to do that. And so like, excellently. I feel like I've, I've found more of a market in actually doing posters than album artwork. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is what I'm getting at, mm-hmm. you know, because people will sell, you know, a hundred to shit like Grateful Dead have. Let's see how many posts. This is a limited edition of two two thousand fifteen, and they sold Choo. out in a night. Damn, damn. You know what I mean? And yeah. you're selling those posters for forty five, sixty bucks a piece. Yeah, I mean, they nice can make their chat. money back, you know, oh, yeah. and afford to pay you what you're worth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, but that's like the Grateful Dead we're talking about here. <laughs> yeah. You know, but the some other ones like band in history. Yeah, I mean, so we're talking <laughs> other, you know, yeah. smaller numbers. Where you go ahead and have a limited edition of 200 posters. Yeah. They're yeah. still able to make, you know, a few thousand dollars off of it and hopefully pay you. Right. Like a grand or so. Yeah. Did, you know, but did, I mean, I used to do them for like 200 bucks a pop when I was starting out. Mm-hmm. And I just can't do that anymore. Right, right. Because <laughs> I'll spend like five days on it. <laughs> that cost of living. It comes down up. to like $4, no, $3 an hour or yeah, something like serve. that. And then it's just like, you dude, appreciate this is, your worth. This is not the kind of labor I signed myself up for. What's your craziest uh, festival story? Oh, my God. <laughs> of me or somebody or else? Just, just <laughs> Anything that you, you were at least there Yeah, what witness. did you experience? Um, I've experienced all sorts of stuff. I remember, like, we can start back at the top. Yeah, let's take it from the top. I yeah. mean, back in... Um, well, so let's see. When I was in college, I went to this festival down in Florida called Langerado. 
Yeah. Langerado was huge. Yeah, I mean, was... everybody that was pretty much fucking anybody was playing there. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody from, like, like Beastie Boys, R.E.M., Bass Nectar, Railroad Earth. Wow. Like, you know, it was, like, all across the fucking board. Like, Disco Biscuits, Sound Tribe. Like, like a Bonnaroo for Florida. Pretty basically. much. Yeah. I mean, and the lineup was amazing. Mm-hmm. And, I mean... Shakedown Street was ridiculous. What year was it? You could have sold a baby there. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, 2009. Is that where you came That's from? That's where I bought that baby. <laughs> <laughs> it oh, was uh, 2009. Little Jimmy. And so I remember there was an like a couple alligators that were like just loose on the grounds. What? And I remember some fucking dude going up Rassled to it. Rassled him? Yeah. What? No shit. Rassled yes. him. And he had a buddy like that was like a legit alligator wrestler. And um, a legit alligator. Yeah, I mean, you're in Florida. You're Florida, man. This is the festival's held in the Everglades. I mean, (laughs) when in Rome, this dude is fucking (laughs) in Rome, and he decided to put his head in the alligator's mouth. Oh god, we're talking a 13 foot gator too. No, I mean this thing's huge, but um, he knew what he's doing, and apparently, if you don't like touch its tongue or the roof of its mouth or anything, it won't. It won't close or snap shut. Jesus, dude, because their eyesight sucks. And um, what a stupid skill to have. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I had no idea, man. I mean, like, I'm a just I'm a desert boy coming from New Mexico, straight into the heart of the Everglades, and I see this going down just on a, you know, on some dust psychedelics, you know. And this dude has his out head in an alligator, and um, you know, this happened for like a good like hour or two, and my mouth is just jaw dropped. But, Did um, someone stick their nobody head died. in your mouth while you were watching? They could have. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have closed it. <laughs> stick my head But, in I mean, mouth. that's that's just one of them. You know, I mean, seeing some dude just wrestle an alligator in the fairgrounds, or not fairgrounds, in the festival grounds. That's epic. Is uh, pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, there's all sorts of crazy ones that I've seen, too. Yeah. But, um, I mean, festival stories just go for days. Yeah, they do. We could go on for... We could have a whole podcast. On festival that. stories. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I remember one time this girl crawled out of the porter potty. <laughs> <laughs> I remember my question. It's what not, was it? It's not as fun, but it's interesting. Did you um did you take like design classes or do design school as well for knowing how to do posters? Um not really. I mean I took a graphic design class in order to learn like, you know, Photoshop and Illustrator and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But um as far as poster design goes, not really. Right on. All right, cool. That's all I had there. <laughs> no, I mean, no, I've done, I've, I love posters, and I'll I'll still continue to do them, but um, you know, it's just like I've kind of realized like what my time's worth, and yeah, whenever you go ahead and tell people like the price tag on something like that, whenever it's you know going to take you a week, right? They're not so into it, yeah. and so I'd rather not take it. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. it's just like I we so busy with the shop and you know getting other artists rolling with our schedule that it's just tough to do all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you um for the shop when you're making screen printed shirts and stuff, uh, is it all just your designs or do you no do you take other designs? So I mean, for for right now for this new spring line, it is all my stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, we are trying to go ahead and do more artist stuff, mm-hmm. but still maintaining our brand of Melty Cabin. Right. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we've worked with John before nice. in the past, and I'm sure we'll work with him in the future, but we want to work out some, you know, something that's like 
awesomely mutual beneficial for our artists. Nice. You know, before we go ahead and start like bringing having in a field everyone. day with it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Like lock down some sort of workflow. Figure, yeah. Figure I mean, out the kinks and then you can work out a great deal. Ex- with exactly. I mean, and, co- and contracts are the key to any artist's heart. Yeah. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. as, as any, you know, creator, musician, whatever, a contract should always be a part of your heart mm-hmm. because you can get fucked over really easily and we oh, yeah. never want to do that with anybody. That's really cool about you guys. You're really friendly. You understand. The well, too. yeah, we've, we've been doing this as artists, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. we know what it takes and we know what people can do with it and we know, you know, how it can get muddled. Yeah. Mm. That's like the trip I'm on is like, <laughs> uh, I don't mean to be mean or weird, but like how much can we just cut out the middleman and all, own our own shit together. Yeah, I mean that's and well that's we can define what this whole thing is. Well, as that's well. basically like why we've created Melty Cabin. Yeah. You know, because I mean there's so many services out there that are middlemen that will go ahead and, you know, take your stuff, sell it for sixty dollars and give you fucking three cents. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you and don't so know, one of the things yeah. that we started to do with like with you guys and with some of our other, you know, guest artists for whenever we were doing shirt of the week last year was it would take $5 for the cost of the shirt, $5 for the cost of the printing, $5 for the artist, mm-hmm. and $5 for the cost of shipping. Yeah. You know, so that way, you like... Just lay it out there. This yeah, is what it is. and so, I mean, like, you're totally not really fair. turning over an unreal amount of money with it, mm-hmm. you know, as, like, a, a T-shirt that's just kind of going out just to spread the awareness of the brand and the artist. Yeah. But, I mean, that's ma- that's its main goal right there, is mm-hmm. to go ahead and spread that. But, I mean, as long as all of our bases are being covered with that kind of a thing then we can do a $20 shirt with a guest artist. Yeah, right. But, you yeah. know, we do. We it's would like, like to go ahead and take that a little further and do more limited edition stuff to where we can charge mm-hmm. more for it and give the artist more money. Yeah, for sure. You know, because, I mean, like, when you're talking $5 a shirt, it's just like, fuck, dude, this really isn't that much money you for it. You have to sell it. a lot of shirts to, to make it know, worth it. It's expensive to exist. It really is. <laughs> it absolutely is. And if we can get that, you know, cost to worth ratio mm-hmm. down then we'll have more artists involved. Yeah. You know, because eventually this yeah. needs to be an, like an artist collective. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole vision with it. Yeah, I think like this whole thing we have going on and, you know, if you're at home and you're an artist and you have some other artists, like the more you can band together and figure out ways to do things together, um, you're, all, you're all interlinked and nobody can fail and you rise up together. And uh, I don't know, it's important to find the others and try to figure out ways to live symbiotically with each other, you know, like, yeah. and, and do something cool. And I think, I mean, you've inspired a lot of us, you know, like, like we want to open up a, a coffee shop or a gallery too, you know, totally. like keep and these you should. going I would around. go support it. Yeah. And then like, we'll have a melty show and like, fuck yeah, it's all about collaborating, you know, finding like-minded people and coming up together. Well, it's so and, important. And, you know, like I said earlier, nobody cares about it more than yourself. Right. Yeah. And yeah. the, the, the artist, the whole art endeavor is so much more than just putting paint on a canvas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's like building something else to support you. It's a counterculture, dude. Paint on the canvas. Yeah. It sure is. Yeah, it is. And, and it what, really is. Yeah. What I kind of hope in a way is like it is counterculture and it always will be, but also um, we can like pave a road or make a trail towards like you can, this is a legitimate path. Like certain people have a certain brain and orientation to reality and they're artists. And it's like, we can pave a path to be like, 
hey, you can do this and you're, you're actually part of the culture. Yeah. yeah. But it's also like simultaneous, sim, simultaneously outside of it. But I think the more of us that gravitate towards it, it becomes, you know, like a legitimate pathway to life. Yeah, mm-hmm. for yeah, sure. It's pretty cool. I mean, and, and the thing about art is that it's always been a legitimate pathway, but other people mm-hmm. have always had held like, you know, the strings as to how it becomes a legitimate pathway. Right. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. held the strings that gather the money from it and, yeah. you know, rip the artist out from underneath it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and it's still going on today to where like we are like, kind of at fault for gentrifying neighborhoods to some degree. Well, because you know, that, when the artists like, move in, that's when directly after the artists move in is when, you know, artisanal breast milk shops open up. Totally. And, I mean, ooh, who, who doesn't want to live milk. in a cool area with yeah. all these cool people and all this cool art all over the place? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and so like we're talking about that and how it's like going to affect our neighborhood in like where we have our shop. I mean, we're, we're there for a few years and Mm -hmm. our hesitation with like throwing up a bunch of murals is that like, we're going to get outpriced from our own spot from doing it, like shooting ourselves in the foot. Right. Yeah. You know, which is fucked up, but that's the burden. That's yeah. How do you escape that? It's, yeah. It's like that's the role that our, by having somebody that's a godsend and will buy like a block yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and say, hey, you, I'm going to give you this on such a such of a rate and you're going to own this building. Like a fixed rate or something. Yeah. Like and that. then, I mean, that's the only thing that I can think of that would kind of help combat this issue is that, like, if what if we did own an industrial section of Denver mm-hmm. and, as, a, as an art collective mm-hmm. and then we did end up boosting up our own, like, worth, worth yeah. through our own worth? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I mean, it, it would just, it's just the only thing that makes sense to me, you know? Yeah, yeah. But until then, we're just going to keep shooting ourselves in the feet. Yeah. I've <laughs> Over I've, and over again. I've come to this realization recently that I don't really want to license people anymore to, to sell my images on things. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, like, unless it's really worth it. Except unless for like, it's really worth unless it. Unless it's like Melty Cabin. Right, that's, that's what like, I'm saying. Yeah. Or Thereda or some, somebody yeah, that's, that's like running. Oh, that you know is not going to fuck you over and buy you a, recent, for a decent deal on things. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Many visions right now, I'm getting my hoodies through them. They're great. Yeah, see, yeah. I mean, there are certain people that you can work with. Yeah. You know, but don't work with these big companies that are just going to give you chump change. Right. Because right. you might as well just be going through yourself and saving up a little bit of money to put, put out your own items. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think artist merchandising is really where it's at for artists to kind of have that consistent money yeah. to be able to keep creating art without having to have a silly job right? Yeah, that there's, they don't need. Because no I mean, the, there's plenty of other people that don't have that talent to fill that job. Yeah. Right. You know, but whenever there's people that really like should not be doing anything else, but what they're fucking amazing at. Yeah. Is that's just what they need to be doing. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I guess that's how we create the world we want to see, right? Is, is by doing things like this and, and, um, giving ourselves and building for ourselves a space in which, in a world in which we can do all those things. Yeah. Um, yeah. We wanted to ask you about your, we're talking a lot about the business aspect of this, oh, and, but, but like, and like melty cabin. Yeah. But mm-hmm. we, we wanted to know, what's the purpose of making art? Like, do you have a, um, you know, like a kind of meta purpose or, or philosophical, uh, 
a foundation from which. Yeah. I mean, I think that all kind of, you know, all the roads lead back to being happy, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, and this is always something that I had always just loved to do, Mm -hmm. you know, that I, that I didn't really want to, you know, venture off and do something else because I'm good at this. Right. You know, and, and like, I think being good at something that like comes natural is something that just is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, to where it's like, I'm, some people are really good at riding horses. Right. You know, some people are really good at fucking juggling. Right. <laughs> you know, but I'm really good at art and I just can't not do it, you know? Mm-hmm. That I feel like it's just something that I'm able to tap into, you know, and who knows where that into is. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that's always kind of my goal is to like find out where that comes from. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's it's just a form of meditation to me that I really enjoy. Nice. You know, and that's and and it helps bring joy to others and whether it's like whether they like looking at it or whether they're inspired to make their own. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's yeah, yeah. kind of like where it comes from and that like you know, it's never it's never been about the money. You know, for, right, for of me. Course, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And it's never like a any reason that I would you know, be an artist, but it is, is like a, one of the reasons that's also like making me do it. It's like, yeah, I, yeah. it's like, I don't want to do anything else. Well, I better fucking make money doing this then. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't think any artist would make art if, if it were about the money. Oh shit. There's a million of them, dude. You think? Thomas Kincaid. Starting out. Chef <laughs> Coons. Let's just fucking keep going, man. Yeah. Okay, but of I'm course. saying starting out. Like, I, and, and they just they grew into out the like, worst person ever. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah I mean, for sure. But I mean, like, I hopefully don't want to turn into the worst person ever. Well, right, of course, but... But there's always a balance. I mean, and balance needs to be, like... I mean, my dad's always told me that balance is the key to life. Yeah, And absolutely. I can't find that more true with, you know, any other thing, is that, like, I need to maintain a healthy lifestyle mm-hmm. and whether that's just you know not eating bullshit every day mm-hmm. you know and like actually cooking food like i just am an extreme example of this i just came up running with taco bell in my hand <laughs> <laughs> but um but no that's just because i haven't been taking care of myself i've been working too much but um yeah i mean there's there's got to be a balance to that and knowing like okay yeah kevin you fucking ate taco bell today you can't do this for another like fucking year yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) but um but yeah i mean there's just there's just always a balance between like making art and you know making an income Mm -hmm. you know that needs to come every part of every professional artist's life whether they like it or not right you know like we all have to eat and we all have to sleep somewhere right Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. And it's, it's the inevitable curse of being an artist is like having to make money doing it Mm -hmm. because none of us really like want to fucking put a price tag on this Yeah, right. because it's priceless to us. Right. You know? And then you're like, well, if I go to put a price tag on it. Yeah. You gotta, (laughs) I gotta, I better be supporting myself. Exactly. Exactly. Figuring out how to appreciate your soul and be yourself. Yeah. As, as you take it to the professional level and never let that never compromise that in a way yeah mm-hmm. as you figure out how yeah like how to for sure use it in the world 
And then, and then there are other artists that will go ahead and just abuse that power too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like the, like, like some of those artists that I just mentioned, like Thomas Kincaid. If you guys aren't familiar with who he oh, is, yeah. he's the the hallmark <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I. But did, fun fun fact, he yeah. made he was the richest living artist, yeah, ever in history. Until oh no, no, nope, he still is. Still, like, is he's, he alive? He's, he's dead. dead right? He yeah, died yeah. from like popping too pills. much money. He died from having he too drowned, much money. He drowned in his no, own he, money. He drowned in his own misery. Yeah. That's the There's thing. that balance you, again. You, like, yeah. you can power. be miserable and rich. Yeah. yeah. Everybody has a dark part of their lives. Yeah. Even if you're raking in the dough and, um, you know, whatever. And he didn't do any of those paintings either. Like, he had, like, really? for the latter half of his life. painted? Yep. Through, like, uh, artists in the studio. Damn. And he signed them all. Yeah. <laughs> Son of a bitch! Don't you hate him? Yeah, I, think I know. Bring- so I don't feel bad about anything bad that I have to say about Thomas Kincaid <laughs> or Jeff Koons. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, who cares? Yeah, who cares? But to bring it back to you, Kev, I mean, like, <laughs> what, like, what you pump out into the world, um, I think it makes people feel happy, and it also has this element of like psychedelic mysteriousness to it. Yeah, like, you could see, like, you depict this getting blasted and going to these interesting spaces and this freedom. And that's and, why uh, so many people think that I just eat so many drugs. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and you're even just reflecting on those experiences, man. Yeah. And I think you uh, alleviate the pressure of the world, like to look at your painting for, you know, five seconds to an hour and uh, it makes you feel free. And I think that's, that's a really cool thing to do, you know, with your art. Yeah. It, it speaks to your mission in a way. It's, yeah, it's definitely the point of it is, you know, to be happy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, and, and it, cool. it, it's like one of the most rewarding things in the world is to see somebody else say like, oh, I'm going to go paint tonight. You know, you got yeah. me stoked mm-hmm. about it because and I mean, like, or do that thing the hardest that thing. Putting off. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. hardest thing is sitting down to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, you just know, that's what I p- tell people that's whenever they're like, oh, I've been wanting to do this for fucking years, if not decades, or if not their whole life. Yeah. And all it takes is just setting the time aside to go sit down somewhere and make mm-hmm. yourself do it yeah and then the momentum yeah. builds yeah like pursuing it fully and doing it to a high level you know it's like if you're in a basketball and you see lebron james play you get inspired to fucking get go a basketball and go shoot yeah. hoops you know yeah and if you're totally. an aspiring artist or you want to live a creative life and you see this awesome artwork that's a testament to dedication and celebration of life it's, it's like, like you're fired up and you're totally. ready. Totally. To I wish they had like live painting videos, like fucking like, like, like snowboard videos yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me all stoked. Me like, sick. Did you see him paint that face? <laughs> oh, I want to go paint swoop. some faces. <laughs> Get stoked, man. So what artists uh, are you influenced or inspired by? Or like, who are the artists or painters that you look up to that you think have like not only made great work, but also been successful and have done it right you know um all right well they're not really like in our scene so to say but i mean i gotta say that one of my favorite living artists that's like i mean shit he's only like 10 years maybe yeah maybe 20 years older than i am but his name's jeremy lipking Yes, you dude. know who he is. He's a yeah, phenomenal he's figure a, painter, yeah. lab landscape painter. I follow him on Instagram. He is a beast, and yeah. um, I just can't appreciate his art and his you know attention to detail and lack of detail 
yeah or whatever it is that makes his paintings his paintings like enough like i love it so much yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and he's made such a career out of being a professional artist doing what he does mm-hmm. that it's just flawless i love it i mean another artist that i really look up to is crayola yeah oh I yeah mean, i mean in a totally different realm right you know illustrative that, versus yeah like classical for sure and mm-hmm. like i mean i i i I think what really strikes me with these people is that like they've found a way to make a living off their art, but still be true to themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think exactly. that's what's the most inspiring. Is like you can see some of these artists that just go one way or the other. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, really seeing artists that have figured that out. I mean, who knows? It might have taken them a millennia to yeah. just like get it right. You know, who knows totally. if they've been getting it right the whole time? But see somebody in their fruition is just like. Mm-hmm. Prime and those are some some artists that I would go ahead and yeah. say are doing that. Yeah, yeah, totally. So for me, it's got to be uh, living artists right now. I like Billy Norby. If you, I haven't him? heard of him. Yeah, he's great. I'm gonna fantastic, check it out immediately. Though. Uh, fantastic figure painter, but also it has a narrative to it, and he has some pretty psychedelic and sci-fi kind of stuff going on too. Right on. Um, I really love Matty Clarwine. Yep. I mean, just absolutely a legend. Legend. Is he still alive? He's dead. Yeah. And Venosa too. I love yeah. them both a lot. Totally. Um, and then when yeah, I was on it with the Venosa, and and Clar Clarwine. I, I how do you it, pronounce it? I say Clarwine. 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 Yeah, I don't know. I I love his work. I mean, I remember like just staring out at the, the Santana cover. Abraxas, I mean, yeah. yeah, that's what started me out on this. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. Like it's amazing, almost tribal. Yeah, you know. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and bringing it back full circle to album art. I mean, there's a guy who uh, made his living off album art, kind of in the right? in the beginning. I mean, his paintings by the, by themselves are epic, but being able to team up with someone like Santana at their fruition you know yeah i mean that's a time and a place to be alive for sure yeah yeah i love his work there's um oh there's some other uh it's gonna make no sense just bringing him up because i don't know his name (laughs) um forget that thought i'll I'll, I'll come up to it i'll come up to it later and i'll show you his work but i think you're gonna find it super similar and you're gonna love it he's living yeah Ooh alive mm-hmm. um he actually had some some uh work up at miris's first show oh, were you nice. at that show i don't think it was at the very first one. Oh man that miris gallery is pretty sweet it's nice they're doing it right yeah they are yeah they yeah are. if you're in if you're in denver or happen to be traveling to denver see what the miris gallery has over on broadway mm-hmm. those guys it's always are something good I they're on the them. north side of broadway or on the south side of broadway we're, yeah. we're a tiny we're little joint <laughs> we're a tiny little joint they're a big old joint yeah so come support us too <laughs> yeah. see it's, grassroots and see you know as high levels it kind of goes you know yeah the because full you, you can see where all of this kind of starts mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for sure and that's what i really love about our space yeah is that we are bringing so many up-and-coming artists into the scene mm-hmm. and giving them a platform to show the, showcase their work and you know put it out there. Yeah, it's like it's the difference between coming to your place. It's it's uh, very warm and loving, and there's a family vibe in there, and it feels very friendly and close mm-hmm. and connected. And then Miris, um, you know, it's more like high level. 
It's a place to be seen. It's, it's a like, thing to do. But, you know, when you come into our spot, we'll fucking give you a hug. Yeah, for sure. We'll play some jams for you and we got all the free yeah. PBR you can drink. You want to make some friends? <laughs> yeah. It's a place to go. <laughs> and LaCroix, too. Oh, yeah. Can't forget the sparkling water. We mm-hmm. got to give all of our non-beer drinkers a uh, beverage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And cookies and uh, vegetable and platters And if you're looking well. to sponsor a gallery with some like-minded individuals... We're always up. looking for some non-alcoholic beverages. Yeah. Melty Cabin. Melty yeah. Cabin. Yeah. yeah. We'll rep you all day. Hey, Kevin, what about, uh, I was kind of fascinated whenever I hung out with you um, painting at Gem and Jam. Uh, was that like a couple years ago? Yeah, two years ago. But uh, watching you, how, like, so you work with a combination of paint pens and uh, paintbrush. Sometimes. I mean, that was, that was, I haven't really done paint pens in a long time. Okay. About a year or two, but I did love to use them. I mean, like I st- I'll still use them every now and then. Mm-hmm. Whenever I'm just trying to like, get some something quick out there. Does that help you with like getting your like an illustrative drawing technique in there? Like get lines that you might not yeah, otherwise find with I, a I think paintbrush? so. I mean, it, especially whenever you're doing it live, so you don't have to dip your brush in your pen all, or paint all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, with those paint markers, there's just like red. Draw, 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 draw. <laughs> yeah. You know. You just can't do that with with a paintbrush. Is that something you've like faded out of? You don't do that um, as much anymore. It honestly depends on what's in my paint box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Whatever's I there. love I love them, but you know what I don't love about them is like spending eight dollars a piece on them. Yeah. Because like I'd rather just buy some decent paint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's just gonna last me a lot longer. Good tube will last you for like a year. Yeah, exactly. And now that I've been painting a lot more with oils, I have to end up spending a lot more on paint. I mean, mm-hmm. like, you know, a thirty to sixty dollar tube of paint is like what a nice tube of paint's gonna run. Yeah. You know, so it's like I've kind of just phased out my paint markers. Yeah. Right on. Just because I really love oils and I can kind of do that draw 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 technique mm-hmm. with oils because they just run longer. Is that your preferred wet. medium using oils? Yeah, I don't know why I've shied away from it for so long, dude. I'm scared, Same. and I need to start. I like I, I, I started to do acrylics because oils out live yeah, painting live was painting, just yeah. a fucking it's bitch. It's hard, and I'd get sand all over shit, and or paint all over my car or Taylor's car, mm-hmm. and that's just not something not I want to get into. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, so I've I've started to do acrylics and just like kind of train myself to relearn acrylics because I was just so good at oils that I kind of had to relearn them. And Mm -hmm. whenever I relearned them, I um, got stuck with them. So I would just use them in the studio and whatnot. And then this last year, I started pulling out my oils and just going balls to the wall with them. And... I thought to myself, like, why have I not done this sooner? Dude, same. I'm yeah, on an oil like painting right now. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why I shied away from them because my whole painting style is like put paint on the canvas and move it around. Yeah. Rather than just put paint directly onto the canvas perfectly, like right there. Oh, and that's you acrylics. Know? Yeah, that's acrylics. That's, like, what yeah. I, that's yeah. my whole game. Yeah. 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 <laughs> is, is perfection. Sean is chiseled perfection. He is. <laughs> Look at him. He's a fucking Greek god over there. <laughs> Just slipped right out. Do you have... <laughs> I tried to grab him. Do you, do, you, do you have like a routine you do every day or do you just... Uh, 
what on the spectrum are you between? So you, you want to know a day in the life? Uh, yeah, yeah, just because like, from the outside watching you, it seems like you just live in this chaotic flow, but you get so much du- like yeah, but like it, <laughs> you're a mysterious guy from the outside, man. Because like you're always having a good time and like, you're like whatever. Where did he come from? But, How but, did he get that done? But, yeah, yeah, but you get so much always done here, so. there, and everywhere. Yeah, is there a method to your madness? Um, nonstop <laughs> is my attitude, man. I. I literally don't stop. I wake up pretty early. Like today, I woke up at 7.30 or 8, let my dog out, go chill, check my Facebook messages or my Instagram messages or like post something or whatever. Kind of like try to get that social media post yeah. stuff done. Get it out yeah. of the way. Out of the way or schedule it for later. Mm-hmm. And then so I'll just like do that while I'm drinking coffee. And then I will go down in the studio and see what needs to be done with my commissions or if I have any deadlines coming up, I'll probably start on that job right away. Like today I started up on this mustachio bashio poster right away, mm-hmm. made some, made some breakfast after I got started. And then, um, whenever I'm not doing commissions, I'd probably be at the shop working on digital design for, you know, t-shirts, hoodies, or some of the other cut and sew stuff that we're doing. Mm-hmm. And I spend a lot of time there. So, I mean, I try to switch it up a lot from being, if I'm, if I'm working on Melty Cabin design apparel stuff, I'll be at the shop. And then if I'm working on my own paintings or commission paintings, I'll be here at the house. Mm -hmm. But so usually a bulk of the day goes to me just working and then I'll probably stop like around six or seven, eat some dinner with Taylor. And then depending on the day, I'll just like keep working until like, three or four in the morning. Yeah. And then I'll just wake up at like seven or eight and do it all over again. <laughs> you get that little sleep every day? Um, I, yeah, a lot. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, there's just ends. really, I mean, there's, there's a, a time and a place, man. Like I really try to have a great time when I can, like on the weekends or something, I'll go out with my friends and we'll have a blast and mm-hmm. I'll get some rest. Yeah. Yeah. And then, or not, <laughs> and then um, I'll just start it up on Monday. I really try to keep this job um, scheduled like a like any other job. I start Monday and then go till Friday mm-hmm. if it's yeah, yeah. if I'm not painting live painting on a weekend or something. Right, Mister Melty's lifestyle not for the week yeah, whatsoever, dude. Not. You getting after it? Yeah, it's cool. I do. But I mean, like there are times like I like I have got a buddy coming in from out of town today. Mm. and he you know works in the booze industry he's a distiller and like we're probably gonna have some whiskey that's, <laughs> that's kind of like your chance to recharge yeah so you know i mean like I, load off. I i try not to take my myself too seriously and i try to definitely give myself a balance yeah. take take breaks when you, you know Mm-hmm. hammer yeah. it hard when you're on the clock and then fucking exactly i mean it fun. all it all depends on the projects ahead of me and how into them i am mm-hmm. i mean there are times where like i mean like i had this solo show a few weeks back and like there i probably had like three hours of sleep the whole week damn you know jeez it was crazy but yeah. i mean i was putting in 30 paintings i suppose you're not too to the pre- show you're not too predisposed to depression that sounds no. like that sounds like if I did that, if I slept three hours in a week, I would have a week long depression after. I mean, there I was I definitely angry. I was definitely not the 
most pleasant person to be didn't around. Didn't want to hang out with I you. got a little snappy. Yeah, I get angry. <laughs> I got a little snappy, not going to lie. I mean, like, but that's just what it took in order to get all these yeah. paintings done. You're pouring your in life energy into it. Yeah. And I mean, for those of you guys who don't know that what like goes into an art show, I mean, like, you got to, you know, obviously do the paintings. It's madness. And then you've got to, you know, catalog them by like either taking pictures or snapshots or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if you're going to sell them, you want to have professional quality images so that you have them for life and make prints or whatever and then you can get rid of your paintings on the spot so you want to set up a time with a photographer to print all your or photograph all your paintings right and then you catalog them with all your titles and prices and media and print out all that stuff and then you have to frame stuff mm-hmm. or get it presentable enough to hang you know whether that's like putting wires on the back of each piece mm-hmm. And when you're talking a show with like 30 pieces, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And there's nobody that's going to do it for you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's all mm-hmm. DIY. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's, and then that's just before the show's even hung, then you have to figure out how it's going to hang well and getting all the hardware for it. And usually you run out of hardware. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you got to make that time. late night run yeah. to Home Depot. <laughs> And get that thing on the wall. So, you know, and then and then you got to promote the show. <laughs> yeah. It get is, people it's, there. It's a lot when and you step back and look And then whenever the it, show happens, damn. you have to mingle and sell a painting. Yeah. yeah. You, you have to be so internal and getting all your work done. And then you hang it all up and you're completely exhausted. And then you have to participate and you're the center of attention in a social yeah. event yeah yeah it's a it's a it's <laughs> so a tough gig i mean play. some people are like oh whatever it's an art show you just fucking no painted way, something and put it up it's like dude this is like my life yeah you play <laughs> you play every role you know yeah, yeah. it's kind of crazy it really is and i mean especially with have running this gallery like we're not only doing that for myself but like i'm doing that for other artists mm-hmm. you know and that's where people will say like oh you taking a percentage of these people's paintings. I'm like, yeah, but they know that they're aware of it. And yeah, in some, so we're, we take 70, 30%, mm-hmm. which is like, in my opinion, pretty standard, super, super standard and super reasonable. Yeah. It's quite fair. And I mean, like when I was living in LA, there were galleries, like the best thing that I could find at, for a gallery 50. was 50%, 50, 50, if they weren't taking 70%, what? Yeah, so so what we're doing is the exact opposite. So the gallery would keep 70% and we would keep 30%. Jeez. You know, and that is like almost rude. Almost yeah, standard to some some galleries that you'd see out there. I mean, like it was Yeah. It's not, I'm sure you even price And you know what? Paintings I I wouldn't even doubt that if there's like a place like that here. No, I'm sure. Never. I'm sure yeah. there is. I'm sure there is. You know, some some of these galleries are really just gonna try to rake it i think that's really cool too i mean like you create a space where you know i was able to show some work and sell some work for a price that otherwise like people aren't gonna see it i don't have somewhere to show it and uh i get a nice chunk you got yeah you got paid you got some originals sold through us right Mm -hmm. and then like you benefit from that too and it's like yeah it's a fun symbiotic relationship man totally totally and that's what i love to see i love to see our friends selling art, mm-hmm. you know, because otherwise right. it's just sitting there in their studio. Yeah. Right. And it's like, yeah, we're out on display somewhere else, but it could be with us, right. you know, keep right. it in the family. I think right. that's a really great perspective to have, you know, like 
uh, being collaborative with your contemporaries. Like we're not in competition with the other, with each other. It's more, we embrace the idea Absolutely of, um, not. our success is shared and like, uh, we can all do something together. Yeah. And, and celebrating not, somebody's success is never going to diminish yeah. your own value. Exactly. Yeah. Like when your friends do well, fucking cheer them on, dude. Good yeah. for yeah. you. That's awesome. Cause you if know? they're winning, you're winning. Too. Exactly. Totally. Yeah. I am. I am so happy to see my friends doing well. Like the, I can't tell you that enough. And there's so many times where like you see your friends not doing so well, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and it's just like, fuck, dude, I wish you were doing well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and it brings you down a little bit too. Yeah, totally. Know? So, I mean, like it really goes to show that like anytime somebody's doing well, everybody's doing well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for sure. Like, it's, it's good to see that. It's a beautiful perspective. Uh, yeah. Between seeing the world as scarce or, you know, the world as it's totally abundant. No, I mean, I, I am happy that we do have, um, you know, I mean, like, it's like democracy in action. Yep. <laughs> so, I mean, there's that. But, I mean, like, who wants to be a part of democracy? Yeah. Own, <laughs> like that much of a part of democracy. When our president doesn't. <laughs> we won't go there, though. Kevin's getting no. upset. Next no, time. I'm not upset. I'm just crying inside. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um today's the first day of spring. Uh is it really? Yeah, yeah it is. The, it's the Whoa. equinox, frequinox. Uh oh. Uh oh. Do you find yourself like uh <laughs> you know, like as the seasons change, do you find the way that you approach art or like what your focus is on changing as well? Oh, probably, dude. I'll probably start painting out outside and not in my basement. Yeah. It's so like a celebration. I'll feel the vibes. It's like hard work in the summer in a way. Yeah, just, but it's also really nice because, I mean, yeah. like, so there is, I feel like there's a cycle that, like, you know, people that in this, like, there's different art scenes. And, like, one of the art scenes that we're a part of is in the music industry. Mm-hmm. And I like, go into festivals and shows and all this shit. And you get kind of burnt out by the end of summer out of festival season. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you're like, fuck it. I can't wait for my basement for three mm-hmm. months. And then to dive, dive you know? into your own world. And it's like, yeah, I got a lot of shit done in that basement over the last three months, four months. But now I am so ready to be out of that basement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it comes just the nick of time where you're like losing your shit. Fuck shit up. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. Look out. Hell yeah. We're going to melt all over. Where are you giant. going this year? <clears throat> Uh, for festival stuff, yeah, yeah. Uh, as, as I say that, all excited. I'm actually not doing many festivals <laughs> at all. Yeah, I um, booked my trend. bachelor party yeah. during a rise, and I was going to go during a rise or uh, go to a rise. But looks like I'm going to Vancouver, baby, with uh, my boys. Hey, yeah, <laughs> Vancouver, where go they talk me. like this. Oh, wait, that's <laughs> Australian. <little> Australian. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> with my mates to Vancouver. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm uh, doing, uh, hopefully doing Sonic Bloom. If not, I'm just going to post up. Post. Um, but yeah, I, I think I'll probably just do that. Um, I know that I think we're painting, or I know, I mean, we'll see, uh, painting at Spongle. Oh, nice. Yeah. So um, there's that, Red Rocks. And um, dude, I'm not doing much this year. Do you see that as a, a trend? Like I've noticed... A lot of artists now that I know that have kind of been doing it for a while and painted a lot of festivals are kind of backing off a little bit on doing festivals so much. Maybe yeah, like because the, I mean, the it's, nature it's, of that's it's changed. really like 
I think it ebbs and flows. It really does. I mean, there's times where I would love to just be out there every weekend, but there's times where it's like, this is not worth it for me. Yeah. yeah. And I think as you grow as an artist, you realize what's really like valuable for you as an artist, and that is time. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. because I mean, time, it takes forever to do these things. And, you know, if you come back and you party, you're going to spend another couple days like recovering. Recovering. Yeah. And you yeah. won't want to paint. Exactly. Even if and you so there, to, there you go. There's you a week. And if you, especially if you didn't sell anything or you didn't make anything good or you just kind of fucked off. Yeah. yeah. You know, or, yeah, I mean, sometimes you end up doing a fabulous painting mm-hmm. and you end and up you selling smart. Score, yeah. I mean, it really could just go either way. It's always a gamble with live painting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. And so sometimes you're like, oh, he's a gambler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got a gambling it's a, problem. It's a bit of an addiction. <laughs> he's just there every weekend and not making any money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like it really is is sort of a thing like that where you gotta you gotta choose your own bets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you, you know, gotta hedge like, your bets sometimes. Totally, no one to hold them, no one to fold them. Exactly. <laughs> Love that song. <laughs> so we've uh, probably about run to the end of the tape. <laughs> are here. we running our course? <laughs> yeah, I think we are. Yeah. Um, well, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. This is fun. Yeah, we'll have to do it again. Yeah, absolutely. I'll sit down and talk with you guys about all this nonsense. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe uh, just give us a few handles or a few websites on the internet where people can find you. Well, you can find me at mrmelty.com or at meltycabin.com. Also on Instagram as both of those. Nice. It's just... Is your Instagram? It's just Mr. Melty, no period. There is a period. There's, it's Mr. Dot Melty. Okay. Nice. And then Melty Cabin, it's all just one word. Melty underscore cabin. Melty underscore cabin. Cool. Nice. Thanks for making that clear, John. Yeah. No yeah. problem. John's and, uh, good like that. Me, I'm just <laughs> like, yeah, whatever. He's punctual. Yeah. And articulate. And punctuative. Mm. Oh, wait. One what? thing before we go that I wanted to ask you about is. You know, you go by this pseudonym, Mr. Melty. Is it a pseudonym? Yeah. 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 How did you come about calling yourself Mr. Melty? Mr. Melty came from so many people just trying to figure out how my name was pronounced. <laughs> but I was just like, fuck it, dude. It's Mr. Melty. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of RCAF Podcast. For additional images and notes on this episode, you can check out our website, rcafpodcast.com. And you can find me, Andrew Norris, at andrew.norris.arts on Instagram. And andrewnorrisarts.com is my website. I also have links on my website to episodes as well as all my best paintings. And you can find me, John Speaker. My website is johnspeaker.com. On Instagram, I'm at John Speaker. And on Facebook, John Speaker Art. And we want to give a special thanks to Blair Speaker, John's lovely wife and creative director of the podcast. She also updates the website and does all the podcast notes. So thank you, Blair. And we'd also like to thank Tyler Billman. He created the music for this podcast. You can find Tyler on SoundCloud and Instagram. His name is Get Billsman. That's G-E-T-B-I-L-L-S-M-A-N. Thanks again for listening. Peace. Thank you. (laughs)